0: If you're new to investing and looking for some of the most important investing terms, look no further. You're at the right channel. This is the first episode of a five-part series covering exactly that. We're going to be going over the most important investing terms to make you a better investor. Let's get right to it. Hey, welcome back investors, this is the new to investing show, Jason here, and in today's episode, we're covering part one of a five part series going over the most basic and most important investing terms. Let's go ahead and kick things off. For our episode topics, we're going to be going over the key term buy, the second one we're going over is sell, the third one we're going to be covering is bid, and the final one is ask. Let's kick things off. All right, so the first term that we're going to learn today is the term buy. As you can see on your screen here, it basically means means to take a position or to buy a share in a company. Now I have three key important points to call out. The first one's going to be buying a stock of a company makes you a shareholder of that company. It gives you the voting power when there are corporate elections. Um, simply put, when a corporation has an election for a certain decision to be made, they do give that election to the shareholders along with the board members. So you do have a small vote that you can place when those various elections come up. You'll usually receive an email um, or some form of communication or physical mail and you'll be able to dial in and vote that way. Hey investors, Jason here. I wanna make one quick clarification. Companies can actually offer different classes of shares, some with voting rights and others without voting rights. the example I just gave, I was speaking with stock that came with voting rights. There are companies that sell both shares that have voting rights and shares that don't have voting rights. And for further clarification, voting shares are shares that give the stockholder the right to vote on matters of corporate policymaking. Owning voting shares also allows a vote on who should be on the company's board of directors. All right, let's get back to it. The second most important thing to know about buying a share is that buying a share of a company or a stock usually comes with a buying fee. Um, doesn't matter if you're purchasing one share, 100 shares, there's usually a fee associated with it. Now, fortunately for modern day investing, that's all sort of changed in the last couple months. A lot of the big brokerages have eliminated commission fees, and so most trading is free, whether you're buying or selling. So most brokerages, if you're using one or haven't signed up for one yet, make sure to check what their commission fees are on buying and selling. Um, More than likely, it's going to be $0, which is great for the end user, for the consumers uh, like us. So make sure you look for that first. And for the final point for the term buy, it's going to be majority of the time you'll be buying a full share of a company. So if company A, if it's you know Pepsi or Coca-Cola, has a, has a share price of $60, most brokerages, not all, but most of them require you to purchase that full share. If I want to just buy one, I have to pay $60. Now if I wanted to buy two, you guessed it, it's $120 to buy two shares. Now, there are some brokerages that currently exist and it's becoming more of a thing that offer fractional shares. If I wanted to buy Google or Alphabet um, or any major company that has a very large stock price like Tesla, I think it's at $510 right now, and I only had $100 to invest, I could place $100 into that stock or into that share and I would get a fractional share back. So I would get one fifth of Tesla stock, let's just say it was right at $500, if I invested $100 of it. So there are some brokerages like that, I'll be talking about them in the future, but do know, majority of the time you have to purchase a full share, but in some instances, you can go after fractional shares. All right, for our second term of the episode, it's going to be sell. And as you can see on the screen here, getting rid of shares that you purchased either because you achieved your goal or because you want to cut your losses is considered sell or selling. Um, I called out three specific points that kind of drive this term home. It's pretty self-explanatory, but for new investors, this is something you should really understand. The first one is going to be selling all your stock in a company means you are no longer a shareholder of that company. You no longer have voting power when the corporate elections occur. Another thing worth mentioning is that not every sell that you take or that you Initiate happens right away most of the time for the small amount of shares it will. But sometimes for larger larger trades or for certain stocks that aren't traded as frequently, sometimes they take time. There'll be a little pending section or a little transaction um, section that will tell you whether your sell has gone through or not. Now the second uh, bullet point I have here says selling shares of a company or a stock usually. Uh, comes with the selling fee. Uh, in the past few months, that's changed, as we discussed in a second ago. But most of the brokerages now have a $0 commission fee associated with selling stocks. So a few months ago, it used to be every buy and every sell that you made, there was a dollar amount associated with it, usually about 5 to $7. But now that some larger brokerages have um, purchased others, they, and to stay competitive, they have moved to zero, very similar to Robinhood, uh, buying and selling doesn't cost anything. A lot of new investors are used to that, and that's just going to be the way things are for here on out. Uh, it's a better product for the end users. You don't have to spend as much money to buy and sell uh, shares, which is awesome. The last thing to note is that selling stock is a taxable event, um, and just make sure that you are aware of the implications that that is. When you, whenever you're selling for a profit or a loss, um, there are There are things to be aware of when doing your taxes for that fiscal year that you sold that stock. Um, So just something to be aware of. It's gonna be a whole nother topic that we'll discuss, as I'll say a few more times in this episode, I'm sure. But uh, just something you wanna be aware of, do your research, watch the future episode, and we'll make sure to cover it. All right, let's go to the next term. All right, our second term of this episode is gonna be bid. As you can see on the screen here, your bid is what you're willing to pay for a stock. Now I have three call outs for what the term a bid is most investors pay the market price for a stock. The market price is the price you see listed when looking up a stock. This is going to be different from the term bid. You have market price, which is going to be the price. Like I just said, shown on the websites, if you're on seeking alpha, if you're on Apple stocks or even Yahoo finance, that price you see uh, on the screen that's updating constantly throughout the day, that's the market price. Now, The best way to describe this is think of a stock is listed on an an, on an auction website like eBay. You can place a bid for that stock and see if the seller is willing to sell it to you. So the second point here is you can think of stocks being on an auction website like eBay. You can place a bid for an amount of shares that's lower than the listed market price of that share. And again, the third bullet point is going to say just like bidding in an auction, another person can bid more than you but still under the market price and win those shares. If a seller never agrees to sell their shares for your bid price, then the purchase will never occur. So if Coca-Cola is selling at $50, and I think that's kind of high at the moment, I could place a bid for $48. And if there's a seller out there in the market that's willing to sell their shares for $48, then I will go ahead and and purchase those shares, depending on how much quantity I want to buy. Those folks like Warren Buffett, when you're purchasing a large amount of shares in the multi-millions of dollars or billions of dollars, they usually can cut a deal with corporations directly and buy those shares at a a smaller price. So you're more likely to get your bid if you're placing in a larger volume of shares for your order. But um, if you wanted to try it, you could go for one share at $48 if there was a stock for $50. And if someone's willing to sell it to you at that, then the the transaction will execute and you'll get that one share for $48. All right, let's go to the next one. All right, and now the opposite of bid is going to be ask. As you can see on your screen here, ask, on the other hand, is what people selling stocks are looking to get for their shares. I have three bullet points to call out to help you understand exactly what that means. The first bullet point says, most investors sell their shares of the market price of a stock. The market price is the price you see listed when looking up a stock. And just like last example, when you're on an auction website, you can list or ask for your shares for a higher price compared to the market. If a buyer is willing to pay that price for your amount of shares, then the exchange will be executed. So if I have a shares of, let's just say, um, let's just say GE or Ford and the market price right now is $20. Maybe I think that price is going to increase in the next day or two. And I want to sell my shares. Now I could hypothetically sell them for $22 or $25. If there's a buyer, who's willing to pay that price, my trade will execute and I will sell those shares for that said price. Um, it's as simple as that. And the last bullet point, let's call it out before we move forward. Some brokerages allow for partial uh, partial shares to be sold. So if I wanted to sell 100 shares at $50 when the market price was 48 and someone wanted to buy, let's just say 40 shares at $50, then you would sell 40 shares at $50 out of your 100 shares. So you would be left over with 60 shares kind of on that auction or on the site still looking for that $50 price. Um, certain brokerages do this, certain brokerages don't do this. You need to make sure, and I think there's some options to sell in full, but there are some instances where we'll be able to sh- uh, sell partial, uh, sorry, partial shares if you can find buyers at that certain price. Um, so yeah something to look into. Ask is just as important as bid. Two very important key terms when looking at buying or selling shares or stocks. And uh, yeah, let's move forward to the next one. All right. So those are going to be your four key terms for this episode. Some of the takeaways that we have listed on the screen are going to be owning shares makes you a shareholder. Doesn't matter if it's one share or a hundred, you are now legally a shareholder of said company and you have voting power in that company. Super important to know. Now the second takeaway is going to be selling stock is a taxable event. No matter how many shares you sell, whether it's for a profit or a loss. Although earning a profit is a little bit more complicated when it comes to taxes. Not too complicated, but it's a little bit different. Um, it is a taxable event. So if you're buying and selling, uh, sorry, if you're buying and selling or day trading throughout the day. Each instance is a taxable event. You'll have to report on your taxes, your income, or your losses. Um, That's a whole separate topic that we'll cover, but it's worth noting in this episode. And the final takeaway we have here is that the stock market is similar to an auction. When you see an item listed on eBay, we'll just continue with this example, that's gonna be the market price. If it's listed for 50, but it accepts offers, you could potentially put in a bid for 48 dollars off of the market price and if the seller is willing to sell it to you you'll get it at that 48 dollar price now on the flip side of that if the seller has those shares that are listed at 50 bucks and they believe the stock is going to increase like tesla will just say if it's listed at 510 dollars right now for market price and that seller wants to sell it for 520 they could go into their brokerage and list it for $520. There's nothing stopping them. Now, it's really up to the market if buyers think that that stock is worth that price, but that's another discussion. They they could do that and they easily could sell it if that buyer thinks that the Tesla shares are going to go from 510 to 540, they could easily get in fast and buy it for 520. So, Again, it's sort of treated like an auction. Um, It's a little bit different, but just for the simplicity of it all, just think of the market price being that first price being offered, and then you have buyers and sellers that are willing to pay more or less for a stock. There you go. All right, and as we're Getting towards the end of this episode, I wanted to go over my, my favorite part. It's either the term of the day or term of the episode or quote of the episode. In today's episode, we have the quote of the episode. It's by Philip Fisher, and that's going to be, the stock market is filled with individuals who know the price of everything, but the value of nothing. Think about it. Hey, investors. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. If you learned something new or found the episode entertaining, please feel free to leave a like and subscribe to the channel. It really helps grow the show and I'd greatly appreciate it. If you're interested in learning even more about investing and money management, then you can head on over to YouTube, Twitter, Instagram, and or Facebook and just search for New to Investing Show. I've also provided the links in the description below. Thanks for watching.